Amen, amen. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you guys. We got a shout out to my mother-in-law up there. Thank you for her prayers and her tears and her nights of, of on her knees for my husband. I know many nights she's prayed for all of her boys and, and for us, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I just want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Feliz Dia de las Madres también. It's the same day. Hallelujah. And I want to welcome you to our breakthrough service here at Celebration Church, 11 a.m. I hope and I pray that you guys are staying well. I hope that you are staying well, not only physically, but also mentally and spiritually and emotionally during these times. And I'm so grateful that I'm not where I was 20 years ago, 25 years ago, even 18 years ago, uh, because I had a praying mama. Amen. If you can get that picture of my mama up there. And because of my mom's prayers for her daughters and for her son-in-laws and her grandkids and great-grandchildren now, I know that I know that her prayers were heard. And those of you moms right now that are, that are believing and that are standing in the gap for those children that are, that are out there that are not uh, walking with Jesus, walking with their Savior, Continue praying, amen, because there is fruit and there, your prayers are never in, main, in vain. I just want to thank you, mom, for your prayers and dad and all of those that have always prayed for me over the years. Uh, well, today, um, I'm grateful, and, and, and I know that through life, we go through many trials, and we go through many scars, and we're going to be talking today about beautifully scarred, how today those deep scars, if you will, um, that he stayed faithful even through the times when we've been scarred and we've, when we've scarred ourselves even. Amen. Each of us has scars, at least one scar, and that's our belly button. So today I thought we could talk about belly buttons a little bit. <laughs> it's not the main text of my message, but some of us have outies, some of us have innies. They are scars. In case you didn't know, our belly button is the only naturally formed scar on the body, which is in place of of the merger of the fetus and the umbilical cord. Amen. So basically the umbilical cord falls off and it forms a scar known as your belly button. And they aren't exactly beautiful. They're belly buttons for crying out loud. But um, we each have one. And no, you did not tune in today for a lesson on belly buttons. I promise that. So just hang in with me. But those of you that have children or nieces and nephews, you've seen these umbilical cords that shrivel up and that dry up and they look kind of like a piece of beef jerky, if you will. And then they fall off, right? And then it leaves a scar called the belly button. And scar, by definition, um, in Webster's Dictionary, I have a couple of definitions here I want to read to you, is a mark that's remaining on the skin after an injured tissue has healed. It's also a mark left where something was previously attached. A mark left on a stem or a branch or a leaf that's separated from its branch. It's also a mark or indentation on a piece of furniture that, that, that's, that shows damage or that shows wear. And finally, a lasting moral or emotional injury. That's a scar. All this talk about umbilical cords and about scars and belly buttons, I'm reminded of a newborn baby that I found in um, some bushes some years ago. As a matter of fact, it's been almost 13 years now at the end of this year. Um, actually, the, the date was December 1st, 2006, and I was standing outside one particular night with Carlos and with um, little Eddie. He was about three and a half years old. He was inside because it was very cold. And we were standing outside of the door, 
And we're standing there talking in front of this, my, my door in the room that I was renting. And across the street, I, I started hearing this noise. It was, I want to say the sound of a, a cat that was in distress. And I'm not going to make the sound today. That might make some of you laugh a little bit harder than we want to do that today. But this noise didn't sound normal if you will. So, so, so Carlos went one way and started looking on this direction and I went straight across the street to these bushes and sure enough, there's a newborn baby that is in these bushes just laying there. This baby, this is a December, December night, December 1st, 2006, a very, very, very cold night. This baby was turning blue. This baby had an umbilical cord that was about three inches long. It wasn't clamped off. It was never born in a hospital, you see, where it was clamped properly. And, and, and this baby was freezing. It had on a little receiving blanket and a diaper, and that was it. It still had the meconium on him. It still had the, the white um, um, birth, birth effects, if you will. And, and I reached down, and, and I saw this baby. And, and first of all, I was stunned, and I couldn't even believe that I was seeing a baby in bushes, first of all, because you hear about that stuff, but you never think that it's going to happen to you. And I reached down and I grabbed this baby and I held it close to my heart and I started running back toward the door and, and, and Carlos was like, what is that? What is that? I said, it's a baby. It's a baby. Somebody threw their baby in the bushes. And this baby was left there to be abandoned. And Eddie was like, mommy, whose baby is that? And I said, I don't know. Just get a big blanket and help me keep it warm. So we wrapped it up. I put it against my heart. We called 911. My husband said this is the first time he ever called 911 on himself <laughs> to have the, the authorities come. And they got there pretty quick. And you know what? I was holding onto that baby, and I was just holding it close and praying for it and warming him up. And, and when the officers came, the, the bloodhounds came, and... And they wanted to take the baby from me, and I didn't want to give that baby up. I, I, I felt very protective of that baby. And when the ambulance came, they let me walk it over to them. And they said if that baby would have been there for another couple of moments, that it probably would have been um, gotten hypothermia for sure and died, or the, um, the cats would have gotten that baby. But when I looked down and I saw that umbilical cord and thought to myself, this baby was attached to a mommy just hours, if not moments ago, it couldn't have been hours. And this baby would be scarred for life with a belly button scar from his birth. But this baby's scar might be a little bit deeper. Amen. You see, this baby was abandoned, was tossed in the bushes by his own mother. His belly button possibly could be a continual reminder of the mother who didn't want him. And what about that mama? What about her? Did she really not want that child? What about her scarring? What about her pain? What about her deep-rooted emotional scar that I'm sure she probably carries with her today, 13 years later almost? Well, how many of you know that we serve a good God today, a God of restoration, amen, a God who is close to the deeply scarred, a God who longs to heal the deeply wounded, and the hurting. And if you would turn with me to Psalms 34 while I pray to open us up, verse 18 and 19. Psalm 34, 18 and 19. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for these beautiful mamas and, and aunties and, and those that don't have babies and don't have their own children. Father, I know that there are children in their lives that they are mothering and that they are loving. 
that they're a spiritual mother even, and I love them, and I thank you for them, God. Thank you for our deep scars, and I pray today your word would land on good ground. Let your anointing flow. Amen. Well, Psalm 34, verses 18 and 19 reads, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Verse 19, the righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from all of them. You see, nowhere in the word of God does it suggest that a life of faith and obedience exempts us from troubles. Amen? It exempts us from deep, deep scarring. None of that is said in the word of God. As a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. As we just read in verse 19, it says we may have many troubles. Amen? But he does promise that if we trust him and we call on the name of the Lord, that he will see us through these troubles. You see, the assurance is that God is near to us when our hearts are broken and when our spirits are crushed, right? He is near the brokenhearted, maybe even scarred. Whether we feel like it or not, whether we feel chill bumps or not, he's there. He's working. He's always working behind the scenes. God doesn't make promises and attach conditions to them. I'm going to read to you Isaiah 49. You don't need to turn there. Isaiah 49 verses 15 and 16 says... Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. Verse 16 says, Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Our God in heaven has inscribed us on the palms of his hands. You see, no matter what troubles, no matter what trials, no matter what scars, no matter what hurts, he inscribed us in his scars, in his hands. No matter what. Some of you may have longed for a child. Some of you may not be a mother today. Or maybe some of you have lost your mother today. And you don't have her here with you. But you have a father in heaven whose heart shines like a mother. Who loves like a mother. But it's a, it's a father's heart. It's the father's heart. And his scars in his hands. And his, and his love for us. Like it says right here. Even these may forget. But I will not forget you. Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. He loves you today and he sees your pain. He always knows, always sees, and always cares. A lot of my breakthrough women, you've heard that a million times, but it's, I want to get you to get that in your spirit. But how many of us have scars? Have you ever had the whole, I have more scars than you conversation? You know, I got this one here from when I, I broke my arm and I fell out of that tree. Or my dog bit me, so I have a scar right here on my lip. Or, well, what about this one from when I ran into home plate and playing softball? We're always comparing our scars, especially with our siblings or our friends. Amen. And the list could go on and on. And C-section scars, right, ladies? But what about those deep scars? You know the ones. You know the ones I'm talking about. We have that may be able, that we might not be able to see with the naked eye. What about those deep, ouchy, God-forbidden scars that, 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 that we don't want to talk about? That maybe we don't want to share and we don't want to compare. I mean the ugly, deep-rooted, big, ouchy scars. This scar is from the time that he called me fill in the blank. Or this one right here. This scar is from the time that he or she said this to me. Or he or she told me I would amount to nothing. Or he or she left me abandoned somewhere and didn't come back. Or continued the abuse all those years. These scars are the ones that your father, he loves the most. 
These scars are the ones David is speaking of in Psalm 34 when he says the Lord is close to the broken hearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The crushing scars, the big ouches. Well, that night when we found that newborn baby in those bushes, I too got a scar. I got a scar right here on my arm. And it might not be very big, uh, but it was from those bushes. When I reached down, there was some... some little picas out on the bush, and I reached down to pick him up, and I got a scar. And I didn't notice it until the very next day, but I now have this scar forever to remind me of that night. I have this beautiful reminder, this beautiful scar of that crazy, cold December night when I found a real live baby wrapped in a little receiving blanket and a diaper, nothing else, and just freezing, literally to death. And yes, he was a boy. My little scar has such a huge and miraculous story behind it. It's a beautiful story. But you see, precious women of God, precious mamas of God, your scars are beautiful too. And your Father in heaven loves them. They matter to him. Each one and each story matter to him. Each ouchy story, the deepest ones. But the good news today Mothers, is that he wants to heal us from those scars. That's why he's here. That's why he came. These beautiful scars are not just because he loves us, not just because he's our father and we are his precious daughters, but because he's chosen us. Amen? Turn with me, if you will, to Ephesians. This will be our main text today, chapter 1, verse 11 through 14. Ephesians chapter 1. As we read Paul's words to the saints of Ephesus, and these are our words for us today. Amen. Ephesians 1.11. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity to the purpose of his will. Verse 12. In order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praises of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Verse 14, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praises of his glory. The King James Version of verse 11 reads like this, in whom also we obtain an inheritance, or possibly in whom also we were made an inheritance. How beautiful is that? Both are true. And, other, and one includes the other, amen? You see, in Christ, we have a wonderful, dare I say beautiful, inheritance. We are an inheritance. We are valuable to him. Think of the price God paid to purchase us and to make us part of his inheritance. God, the son, is the father's love gift to us. And ladies, we are the father's love gift to his son. Every part of us, scars and all, even the deep ones. Look at verse 1 again. I'm sorry, look at verse 13 again of, of our text in Ephesians 1. Verse 13, it says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. What is the significance of this sealing of the Holy Spirit? Hear this now. For one thing, it speaks 
of a finished transaction, a sealing. Think about the finished transaction. I mean, even today, when you have important legal documents and they're processed and they, they have to stamp them with the official seal or to signify the completion of the transaction. I think of like a notary going down to, to a notary republic. It's kind of a hassle sometimes when you have to get that notary to, to seal something, but, but it's notarized and it's sealed. Amen? God has put his seal on us because he has purchased us to be his very own. Ouchie scars and all. I believe it can also mean a security. It could also mean a protection. It could be sealed in him as a finished transaction. We've got to get that in our spirit today. That it's already finished. It's already sealed. It's already been done. Beautiful, beautiful woman of God, you are marked with his seal of authenticity. You are beautifully scarred, you are wonderfully made, and you are precious to your daddy in heaven. No matter what you feel like physically, you are. And if that isn't enough, look at with me again at verse 14 of our text in Ephesians 1. It says, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. I'm going to read that one more time. Verse 14 of Ephesians 1. Who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. I think I heard the word guarantee in there. Amen. A deposit guaranteeing our inheritance, even me, even me with all the hurts, with all the things I did to myself over the years, with all the, the, the anguish and the anger and the bitterness and the rage and the unforgiveness, even all those deep wounds. Yes, even those, even those scars. How beautiful is our Lord to not just promise, but to guarantee that inheritance, scars and all. He loves you so much. In Christ, you and I have what money can't buy. And these spiritual riches open up to all of us. Um, they're all the wealth of God's vast creation. And that's ours. Amen? We just read it. It's our inheritance. You see, we enjoy the gifts because we know and love the giver. All of these riches come by God's grace and for God's glory. It's all about him, not all about us. I know for some of you, this may be a hard truth to grasp. I know that, I know firsthand. You see, when you're living a life of abuse, when you're living a life of abandonment, especially if it's happening over and over again, maybe even through a, 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 a span of 10, 20, 30 years, it's really hard sometimes, to, and it seems virtually impossible to receive any sort of love gift of any kind, especially from a man, especially from God. Amen? especially from him. For many years, I lived under the thumb of the enemy. Even after I was out of a very toxic, very, very abusive relationship, even after all of that, I lived under the thumb of the enemy after that abuse was, was over and done with, years after. You see, the enemy's thumb was on me. The negative thoughts controlled me, and they had to be replaced I had to replace those thoughts and pull those thoughts down with positive, good, true, noble, godly, righteous thoughts. Amen? That's a whole other teaching. And that's on forgiveness. But precious woman of God, some of us may have been so scarred in our lives that we feel we have to earn gifts. Earn or work for riches. Well, I'm here to tell you that you cannot deserve 
or earn these spiritual riches. Amen? You can only receive them by grace and through faith. Amen? The Holy Spirit is God's first installment. He's the first installment to guarantee to us that he will finish his work. And guess what? These riches are only the beginning. There are always more spiritual wealth to claim from the Lord as we walk with him. The Bible is our guidebook, not Facebook. Amen? The Holy Spirit is our teacher, not Instagram. As we search through the word, we use these tools. Amen? These are great tools to get the word out. We're using it right now. So don't misinterpret what I'm saying, please. But what I'm saying is, don't spend your time on Facebook. Like my husband always says, get your face in the book, right? Amen? These are where we're going to get our spiritual riches from. So the Bible's not our guidebook. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. And as we search the word of God, we discover more and more the riches we have in Christ. Jesus, no matter what the scars, no matter what the battle wounds that you may have, we have those riches in Christ. These riches were planned by the Father, purchased by the Son, and presented by the Holy Spirit himself. Imagine if we were to limit God by not feeling beautiful enough. Or if we were limiting God that, that we felt that we didn't deserve all that he has for us. And then we're putting limits on ourselves. And then guess what we're doing? We're limiting what he can have and do for others. Because we're putting those limits on ourselves. Amen. But yet we do it anyway, right? We say to ourselves, well, I kind of believe what she said about me. Or, God, you know, that person wrote that about me the other day and it really, really has been bothering me. Or maybe it was a few years ago and it's still bothering you to this day. Like I told you, don't let the enemy keep his thumb on you. Amen? You have to release that. Imagine if our scars kept us from healing or kept us from receiving from the living and beautiful life that we were intended to live to the fullest in Christ. Maybe the only way to heal and to receive is by pressing those scars into Jesus's deep scarred hands. Amen? What if we pressed our wounds? What if we pressed our scars and we pressed in to the scars that Jesus has on his hands? Pressing our pain, pressing our negativity, pressing our ouchies into Jesus, into his scarred side, into his scarred hands. Allow yourself to be broken in front of your Savior. Allow that. Allow him to come in. Allow him to, to free you from that. Allow him to heal you from those things. You know, I wonder often about that baby that, that, that we found in the bushes, and uh, who we named Carlitos, by the way. <laughs> I remember his dad told us that we should keep him. And I was like, you know, that's probably not a very good idea, but I would love to meet him one day. But I wonder if his belly button scar is a constant reminder of the attachment that once was his mother. I pray that he's found Jesus to press those scars into I pray that his wounded heart uh, is, 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 is healed today. And I pray that for you today as well. Will you press your beautiful scars into your father's heart today? And he's waiting. He's waiting for you. And the sooner that he waits, the sooner that, the sooner that we trust and that we allow him to, be, to heal, allow him to heal us, the sooner that we can live to the fullest in him. Amen? And the sooner our relationships with our loved ones can be um, healed, if the worship team can come up, we have to live to the fullest in him. 
The only way that we're going to be able to live to the fullest in Christ is to believe and to know that no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what kind of mother you've been, I've blown it in the past, but you've got to know that your God has you today, that you are forgiven, that you are chosen, that you are beautiful. And if you don't have your mama today, if you don't have your mama today, it's okay. It's okay. You, you, you be a mother to your children and you love on them. I'm not saying it's okay, you know, you shouldn't be hurting. That's a huge ouch. But you know that you have a father in heaven, and if you lean that ouchy scar, that hurt in your heart towards him, I promise you he's going to touch you today. And we're praying for you, and we love you. I want to read a poem 